0: welcome back to the Real Hero Talk podcast. I, of course, am your host, Judge Greg, and joining me today in the hallowed halls of Hero Talk, I have the black dragon himself, Vernon. Vernon, how's it going? Great. I am fantastic. Got a lot of news to talk about. We have a ton of news to talk about, and some of it fun, and some of it not at all fun at all, and I'm not looking forward to it. Well, (laughs) I don't know if we can make this fun. This We might just uh, need to make it brief if we can't make there it fun. go. Yeah. yeah. So th- this, is, this is Hero Bites, episode six, which is actually our seventh one because we did a half episode because we can do what we want. Right. <laughs> uh, so this is, for those of you who are just tuning in and wondering, okay, what's Hero Bites? Hero Bites is your pop news roundup that we do for a month or half month or whatever. Uh, it's me, and it's Vernon, and it's raw and uncut. Uh, I don't, I don't edit this one like I do a normal hero talk. We basically record, I filter out some dead noise and, and anything else that anything else I need to filter. And then, and then we publish it. Yeah. And you get all our
1: thoughts and weird ramblings.
0: Right. And for some reason that I can't possibly explain, while well, the regular hero talk podcast, we manage to keep it nice and safe and just talk about, you know, entertainment and things that are funny. We, we dive into some of the craziest topics and we just don't pull our punches, <laughs> and we 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 have not gotten in trouble yet. But man, we talk about some stuff we got no business talking about, and this episode is going to be no exception. Agreed. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah, we shall. So I didn't I I didn't even want to talk about this, but so the the last few hero bites we've been we've been tearing into Joss Whedon, deservedly so, uh, mm. for being kind of a hypocrite, and we turned uh, we we tore into. James Cameron a bit because he was being kind of a sexist uh, specifically towards Wonder Woman which I mean that, that's that's not something that I can let go because I and, loved Wonder Woman and he didn't stop afterwards And either. he didn't stop even after like he was sort of put in his place collectively by by all of society like our divided country united together to tell James Cameron to shut up and then he <laughs> doubled down on it
1: Wait a minute so would you say that we were all in we, w-
0: <laughs> Yes, we were all in Because Justice League is around the corner yeah, Thank you, I'll be here, I'll be here for the next hour I know <laughs> <laughs> So, after that happened And I, I made probably a flippant comment during. I know I did it during the, the Joss Whedon discussion How I'm sure that there are Hollywood producers Doing worse than Joss Whedon But this is what <laughs> I know about and at the time, you know, it was a very flippant comment. It was kind of like my presumption of I assume that Hollywood's filled with scummy people and that scummy people are going to do scummy things. Holy cow. This last month, it's I'm I it it turns my stomach every time one of these new stories comes out about I mean, do I even want to give these people names? I don't. I don't even know. So obviously, we don't
1: have to. But like you know, if you've been living under a rock, um, yeah. Hollywood's been going through a, a hurricane of of stories that have come out about you know sexual assault, sexual abuse
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, toward actors, actresses, things like that. Um, I mean,
0: I, so I mean, Harvey Weinstein's <laughs> the the big one um, because once once his story broke, then a lot of people were, felt emboldened to tell their own story, you know, yep. and, and to get out there and say, well, you know, this is, this is bigger than just him. Cause it's happened here. And it, it's disgusting. It's the kind of things you hear rumors about. They, they kind of put it, they put it in so many movies and so tongue in cheek that mm-hmm. you almost kind of thought it was sort of, that was back in the olden days of Hollywood and they don't do that anymore. And it's a little yeah. sickening and disheartening that it's still a a rampant practice. It's probably still happening right now. There are just people who just haven't come forward and that these guys feel that they're so powerful that they're untouchable, and they can do whatever they want, and they do horrific, horrendous, terrible, despicable things. And I'm sitting here, and I'm calling Joss Whedon a garbage human being because he's a hypocrite and cheated on his wife. And and I hmm. stand by what I said. But if he's a garbage human being, I don't even know what to call these other people. I mean, Kevin Spacey's another name that came up, and Kevin's oh, Kevin uh. Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to go down this
1: rabbit hole you know what? with Kevin Spacey?
0: God, Kevin Spacey, I just, his his excuse for his behavior was almost, no, I can't even say, I can't say that. But it was, <laughs> it was, it, it made it much worse. Just the idea that he sort of thought that, well, maybe, maybe I, I can hide under the rainbow shield. And it was... I'm just I'm just disgusted with a whole lot of them. And the thing is is Vernon, there there's there's more. I'm, I read more stories today about different people it. coming forward. And the worst part, this is the thing that that turns my stomach and I, I'm not talking about the victims here, okay? The victims, I'm, I'm not talking about you, but the other people, the enablers, the the sycophants, and the people that were involved in business dealings with these predators. And you, you've heard it from more than one person that, yeah, everyone knew that was going on. Right. Everybody knew about it, but they said nothing because this guy was connected and they didn't want to hurt their careers. And they, they let more victims go down that road and and horrible things happened to them. And they just kept their mouth shut to, to advance themselves. And those, those are the people, I, as far as I'm concerned, you're just as guilty at that point. When you knew, and I hate, I hate the idea that it was an open secret. Everyone knew this was going on. Well, that is disgusting, coming from Hollywood, who wants to tell me at every turn how I'm supposed to think, how I'm supposed to feel about things, how I'm supposed to react. I mean, they pat themselves on the back for being so woke, (laughs) you know. And this is how. I mean, listen, we had an election last year. How many times did somebody, specifically a Hollywood actor, tell me who to vote for? Because if you don't live in in Los Angeles or New York, if you live in that worthless piece of land outside those two cities, then you're just an idiot, and they have to tell you how to be moral. And then this is going on, and they all quote unquote know about it.
1: They knew about it and dismissed it, and mm-hmm. and just I mean, the people that came out, I mean, that was certain death for their careers, basically, um, because you know that's that's just. Apparently the, the way it is and for someone on the outside such as myself, like, you know, I, I see that and I'm just like, wow, that's, that's the, uh, I, I'm not surprised but because until more people come out about it that's just how it's going to be um you know just like you really want to work in this town you really want to work in this industry and you know this stuff is going on it could potentially happen to you and if it does happen to you there's nothing you can do about it Mm -hmm. um and that like i can't imagine
0: that feeling of helplessness and just being preyed on and things like that like I can't, believe, so I'm I'm not going to mention the names of any victims because I don't, I don't think that's right for us to do. Sure. Um, but there was one, there was one actor, an actor who I absolutely admire. I, I'm a huge fan of his work. He does a lot of action comedic actors and he is, he is a large muscular, I, I, I would, I would say beastly kind of guy that, that kind of sounds demeaning, but I'm just saying he <laughs> he's, he, he's a hulking mess of, of, of muscle mm. and he was a victim. And it, I mean, I that one kind of hits you a little bit because you know, I mean, this is a guy who you wouldn't think would be a victim of anything. Yeah. And, and I mean, it goes to show, and this problem, and that's that's on me. That's on me for keeping that stereotype because it's not. It's really, it's not always the same kind of person. And and just to to have that presumption in my head and to hold on to it and to just presume somebody could not be a victim of this kind of thing based on that so that's I, listen I'm not I'm not don't strive to be like me I'm not trying to say that if, if you've learned nothing from listening to hero talk don't strive to be like me do not Um. I mean I, I'm pretty awesome yeah strive to be more like Vernon is what I'm trying to <laughs> say yeah it's it, the whole thing is just disgusting. I hate the idea that this is going on and continues to go on and is probably going to go on for for a long time to come from a bunch of people who knew about it, enabled it, let it happen, and still thought so highly of themselves that they want to tell everyone else what's moral and what isn't. well, they're well, they're letting all this other stuff go down. I don't want to talk about this anymore. so that's let's, let's let's move Vernon. You saw Thor Ragnarok. I did. I so, did. so I didn't. so here funny story, actually. Um, I was uh, sitting with my wife earlier this week and she turns and says to me, She goes like, Why didn't you want to see Thor Ragnarok? And I was actually kind of taken back I'm like, I do want to see Thor Ragnarok, why would you ask me? <laughs> she says, Well you just you haven't mentioned it. I said to her like, Well, it's a long time off, isn't it? And she says, No, it it it, it opened on Friday. I was like, Oh. <laughs> well, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> so there you yeah. have it, Thor. Especially Thor if you're not
1: paying attention to them, they do sneak up on you. Yeah.
0: So apparently Thor Ragnarok came out on Friday. <laughs> I have I have no idea. I don't know when I'm going to get to see it because I mean this weekend I'm pretty busy and next weekend is of course Justice League weekend. So oh sure, there's not a chance I'm going to. I mean I am seeing Justice League, FYI. Tickets are bought and this is, oh, this yeah. is my another my new un, my my next unplugged. Uh, promo for Fandango, but that app is awesome for these things. I already have my seats picked out. I already got the tickets. I just gotta roll into the... like Before Fandango, getting to the theater before a movie was 20 to 30 minutes for me. With Fandango, getting to the movie is a 5 to 10 minutes early thing. <laughs> because I, I don't go through the line. I go straight to the dude checking tickets at the door. I scan the barcode and I go right into the theater, into my assigned seat that I didn't have to try to get there early to get to. And then yeah. I can just get in and sit down in my seat, and usually whatever pre-movie show is on, I catch the extreme end of, and then I'm right there for the previews. So that's great, and cause, and I live very close to the theater too, Everton. I am I'm a less yeah. than five minute drive from the theater, so when you add that all up, it, I don't have to leave very early to make it on time to see a movie, which is great. Yeah, it
1: does it does cut down a lot, especially because uh, you know they have those assigned seats now that you can mm-hmm. purchase. Um, yeah, no more uh, rushing.
0: To get to a 7 o'clock showing so you can get a good seat. You've already purchased the good seat ahead of time. Exactly. I had I had my good seat weeks ago. and I have a babysitter. I'll be going with my wife. Nice. So nice. That'll be good. So we actually, she had to catch up, so she watched one. She's, Wonder Woman was the only one she hadn't seen yet, so we had to watch Wonder Woman to get her. cut. Even though I don't really see how Wonder Woman's going to feed in, but at least now she's familiar with the Amazons and whatnot.
1: So were you as hard
0: on her about not seeing Wonder Woman as you were on me? No because we have kids so it's hard seeing a movie with both of us Uh, and very typically what will happen is one of us will go see a movie and then somebody else will go see another movie so she has seen many movies that i haven't even seen because she will go out with her friends to watch movies and Mm -hmm. i mean i don't have any real desire to see sisters or bad moms but you know she's seen those movies and i go out and i see the superhero movies And then compare notes. Yeah, then we compare notes. It works. So anyway, sorry. You were talking about Thor Ragnarok. And then I told you a fun story. Then we talked about Justice League. Justice League.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, funny story, because uh, Justice League is two weeks uh, away from Thor Ragnarok. And Thor Ragnarok is pulling down some dollars. Like, I think think it's going to hit the billion dollar club by the time Justice League comes out. And it's not enough time for the hype to die down for Thor Ragnarok. For Justice League to then emerge and kind of do its thing, I, I I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but uh, speaking of Thor Ragnarok, yes, I I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, as with any movie, there are some there are some issues uh, that I uh, wish had been you know addressed. But it, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It's it's
0: it's basically a comedy. Um, that that is consistently what I've heard. As everyone says, it's a comedy, and there's some comic book stuff in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's. I feel like it's a comedy first, and I feel like this is the best that this is. This is Thor right here. Like I feel Chris Hemsworth had the look, but they weren't sure what to do with him. I felt and. Because he's so unrelatable, he's a mm-hmm. god from another world. Like, how can you, how do you make that work? But I mean, they they made Iron Man work, they made Captain America work. So it it's just a matter of finding that that uh, that that balance. And Chris Hemsworth is a great comedian. Um, you know, and when you when you let him cut loose, he's actually pretty good. The only thing I liked about the Ghostbusters movie was him, mm. um, because he's freaking hilarious. Um. So yeah, just that uh, when they when they let him cut loose and you know every if the actors are bouncing off of each other. Um, I, I think it uh, I think it created some magic. So yeah, it was very entertaining.
0: Excellent. I I really do want to see it, uh, especially because the Hulk's in it. I'm a little disappointed, but I I had already heard, and I don't know if this is a spoiler or not because this is fairly regular knowledge. But uh, Jamie Alexander is not reprising Lady Sif. I don't even think the characters in the movie. Uh. But, she is not I
1: can confirm yeah um, uh, which, which yeah. was I
0: mean everyone kind of noticed that after the first previews like um where's where's Lady Sif because she she's a character I actually really like and and it's an actress I really like. So I was a little disappointed. I mean I understand she's got her own show now so it's not like she can just drop everything and film a movie for a while. Sure. so anyway let's uh, so let's move on from from Thor and let's move on from Marvel Comics and let's talk about a different sort of Marvel. Oh, oh, you see that? I see what you did there. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So they have cast after uh much speculation from us here on Hero Bites, and to be fair, some of the names we brought up, uh off mic, unfortunately, so we don't even get to sound smart, some of those names actually did did get tossed around, but they have cast Shazam or Captain Marvel. I don't know. I guess they're calling him Shazam. They're calling him Shazam because but, of the, cause Captain Marvel is a Marvel right. thing. And there's actually going to be a Captain Marvel movie Yeah, on, on the Marvel. Yeah, so it's I know it's confusing, but for me, it'll always be Captain Marvel. I don't care. You can make him called Shazam, but it's Captain Marvel to me. So anyway, so they've cast him. And who have they cast, Vernon? Uh, Zachary Levi? Zachary Levi. And for those of you who are wondering where you know Zachary Levi from, get ready to take a shot. Because Zachary Levi works for Disney and plays one Mr. Flynn Ryder, a.k.a. Eugene Fitzherbert, entangled the movie and tangled the TV series, Tangled Before Ever After, and the series that followed it on Disney Jr. Take a shot. There you go. I wouldn't have known that, actually. <laughs> I've never seen Tangled. Yeah, he was, uh, he was Flynn Ryder entangled opposite right. Mandy Moore, who plays Rapunzel. Cool, cool. Both um, of them, both of them, uh, still doing their, still doing those roles for the animated series, which is new episodes are still coming out on Disney and Disney Junior.
1: Okay, all right. Um, he's also Fandral in the Thor movies.
0: He was in Thor. Yep.
1: Um. Well, the second and the third one. Um. Okay. They they, they recast one of the blonde warrior three guy. Oh, okay. Um, okay. The, yeah, yeah I, movie, I was. Yeah. I guess
0: I was not aware that was recast, but I've. I. I don't i I've did the second Thor movie on Hero Talk, but it was way way back before I you know, really knew what I was doing. So anyway, uh, yeah, wow. So I don't you know it, it's hard. the The last time I really remember seeing Zach Levi in in a role live action was on Chuck. Oh, huh? Did you did you not remember he was Chuck? I never watched Chuck. I've seen bits and pieces of Chuck. It's not one of those shows I was really into, uh, and and I'm not. I know I know a lot of people were like a lot of people liked Chuck, but it just it just wasn't my show. I don't know. I just sorry. Okay, but I mean that's the. I've I've seen it more than once, uh, and he's in it. So he's getting work. So he's he's getting work. I mean he he's it's really weird to see somebody who's like in the Disney family with Flynn Rider. Or Eugene Fitzherbert, because that's his real name. <laughs> that, that that's a that's a major debate in our household, by the way, because my daughter does not like to call him Flynn Rider because his name is Eugene, and in in the TV <laughs> series, because it's post the movie, he goes by mm. Eugene, but most people refer to him as Flynn Rider in short. And she will be quick to correct you that it's Eugene Fitzherbert. But ah, anyway, it's okay. it's just it's it's odd to see somebody you know jump to the WB side of things. I mean, it happens all the time, so it shouldn't, it's not really an oddity in terms of having it happen. It's just weird for me in my head. Now they're in two slots, two caveats, but Mm. he's, he's not as super muscular as I think Captain Marvel would be. Like we had, we had tossed around the name John Cena, who actually was, I think considered briefly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. John Cena, I feel like would have been a, would have been a better choice because this guy looks kind of shrimpy.
0: Yeah, he just doesn't. I mean, I don't know. There was one point in time when I when I thought Henry Cavill was too small uh, at the it, when when his name was being tossed around to play Batman uh, way back in you know two thousand two two thousand three maybe. Really? Oh yeah, you didn't know that he was on he was on the short list to play Batman at Batman Begins.
1: Okay. Um, hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, it was him, Joshua Jackson, Chris Bale was on the list. There was a lot of people on the on the. Obviously, I was a Chris Bale guy. So I was very happy that, that Chris Bale got the part. And rumor has it that it was Chris Nolan was pushing back against Warner Brothers who wanted Ashton Kutcher to play Batman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, why
0: don't you let me come up with somebody? And then he, he <laughs> came up with this list of people and he brought him in and Chris Bale got it. <laughs> I don't know why that... I, I'm sorry, Ashton, but like that, no. that is a funny... <laughs> no, a although, funny, To but... be fair to Ashton Kutcher, he is a talented actor. I've seen him do a lot of Good stuff and I would have no issue with him playing Greenland. Just saying, <laughs> he could be a green, okay. So, anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, I thought Henry Cavill was too small. And and because the last time I, I had seen Henry Cavill, he was the son in the Count of Monte Cristo, and he was his character was only 16. He did not look, I mean, he his voice was so high in that it's really weird. He must have been pretty close to 16 at the time that movie came out, mm. or the time the movie was filmed, more accurately. So I, I thought he was too small. And then he goes to play Superman, and the, he is huge now. Yeah. So uh, the moral is, what do I know? Maybe Zachary Levi is going to surprise us all and just be huge by the time it's he's filming. The movie is called Shazam, and traditionally Shazam is the wizard that gives Captain Marvel his powers. But everyone always got confused about that because they're not allowed to call him Captain Marvel anywhere but in print in the magazine or in the comic book because of the deal with Marvel, who actually have a Captain Marvel, who created the character, and there was some really confusing and complicated copyrights going on there. So anyway, yeah, yeah, so most people just mistakenly referred to him as Shazam anyway, and DC decided that they were really tired of trying to correct people all the time, so they just leaned into it, and they changed the character's name to Shazam back in uh, 2012.
1: All right, well, now we have our Shazam.
0: Our Captain Marvel, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's he will always be Captain Marvel to me. I'm sorry. Fine. Um,
1: so, I but mean, in the in the meantime, we do have the the, the Billy Batson. Game. Yeah, they
0: also cast Billy Batson. Uh, so the actor's name is Asher Angel, also from the Disney family. Because uh, his most famous show, I think the the name of the show is Andy Mack. It's on the Disney Channel. It's not Disney Junior. Do not take a shot. Put the shot glass down. Okay. He's I only know of that show because I see commercials for it on Disney Junior. And it's some tween show, a girl in it. I don't know. It's I don't know much about the show at all. It's okay. it's, it's, it's very very recent. I obviously have not seen it. I have no desire to see it. But he is on the show and I want to say the show is called Andy Mac. It and, is. Okay. Is it? All right. He
1: he play he plays Jonah Beck. Jonah Beck for those of you who are fans of Andy Mac. Mhm. So, I remember a time when there was an Allison Mac.
0: Oh, the Secret Life of Allie Mac? Yes. Yeah, but that was on Nickelodeon.
1: So, does that mean it was better?
0: I don't I don't know. I didn't have Disney Channel growing up. Hmm. We'll leave it up to the audience. Yeah. I mean, don't don't cry, a River for me. I had cable TV. Just our cable provider didn't have Disney Channel. Fine. I'm I'm not bitter about it. I'm really not.
1: That, I'm I'm so sorry.
0: No, no, really. No, it's, it's cool. It's cool. No, we had, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You know, I mean, I didn't see a lot of these same shows that a lot of other people got to see, but it's, I had a lot of other shows. I watched Nickelodeon. It was good. It's would fine. It? It's fine, Vernon. It's fine. I'm fine.
1: Okay. I mean, would it make you feel better if we talked about the Ben Affleck drama? <sighs>
0: no. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, this this is the story that won't die. How, how many hero bites have we done now where we have to talk about the Ben Affleck drama? <laughs> is he not doing it? Is he doing it? So What's specifically what we're talking about is because he was kind of tied into some of this stuff we talked about at the front of the show that we're not getting into again. But what we're talking about specifically now is is he going to continue playing Batman or not? Mm. And and so this week, it's he's unsure if he's going to continue playing Batman. Now bear in mind for... San Diego Comic-Con, which was not that long ago, four months ago, he was all, yeah, of course I'm going to be playing. Why would I not want to play Batman? He seemed almost annoyed. He was really upset that people would even consider that he's not playing Batman. And now, the the way it kind of worked is, he said he wasn't sure if he was going to make it to five films or not. And he's counting counting Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman and Justice League in that. So he's saying, I have (laughs) three, I don't know if I'm going to make it to five. So, okay. All right, Casey Affleck was already going off saying Casey, yeah, Casey. Uh, all right, you know what? No, okay. You know what? I'm not. It's okay. I, <laughs> it's okay. The the Afflecks or I I'm trying not to conflate stories here, but the, the Afflecks are I, this. I don't know. I don't know what what I don't know what the WB is doing right now. In fact, can we jump stories in the show notes? Yes, because as long as we're talking about, the, we don't know what the WB is doing. So the the president of the Warner Brothers Cinema and I'm. Looking up the guy's name, because I, I can't remember right off the top of my head. Toby something. Toby Emmerich. He made some comment that... He, I guess he's he said that in private that 2018 is going to be the reset year for the DCEU. And that after this, they're going to stop trying to let people... They're going to stop trying to make the shared universe. I mean... Uh, okay. So wh- why, did you, why did you try to make all of these movies? I mean... Coming out after 2018, because 2018 does not, is not a lot of movies for DC. Aquaman's sure. their only movie in 2018. Mm-hmm. But then in the following year, you've got Batgirl, you got Shazam, there's the Suicide Squad sequel, uh, The Batman with maybe Ben Affleck, <laughs> Green Lantern Corps, there's a uh, Flashpoint yeah. movie in the works.
1: I, I don't think all of these movies are coming out in 2018. Well
0: no, none of these are coming out in 2018, but they're scheduled for after 2018 in 2019 okay. and later. But you have they've all been kind of constructed with the idea of it's a giant shared universe cuz they're copying Marvel except for Batgirl. So wait, what do you mean except so Batgirl's not in the I think I think they had said that there's that
1: they are not connecting Batgirl um around the time that uh, you know, that Martin Scorsese Joker movie was floated. Uh, um, I don't yeah. know if you remember that, but yeah, Josh Whedon is going to be right. directing that. Um, but he's, uh, you know, they, they didn't, you know, Say flat out, yeah, it's going to be connected because I think they're trying, like, like this says, you know, to, to pull away from the, from the shared universe, which I'd be fine with if the entire slate of movies that they have, just, just take away the slate of movies that you have then. Let's, let's cut the, let's cut the crap with the, you know, oh, here's, here are these movies that we have coming out because, if we're not doing a connected universe with these movies, that's the whole point, isn't it? Um, is to mm-hmm. you know have Green Lantern meet Batman and Superman meet Cyborg, all that jazz. So that that's that was the whole point of this slate in the first place, in terms of like you know the Flash movie, you, the Batgirl. I'm sorry, bat the Batman, mm-hmm. um, Shazam, Suicide Squad, all that jazz. So that was the whole point in the first place. So let's can we can we just kind of like knock this tower down and you know kind of start over
0: yeah if if that's your plan then i i mean you got you Let's have to be just coy about it yeah i i i get what he's trying to say i'm actually i'm not I, i'm not against his his comment here in terms of cuz the the idea would be when everything has a shared universe then every movie has to be made with the continuity in mind and where it falls in the continuity and who can cross over with who at what point in time? And I, I'll give you, when, when you're watching some of these Marvel ones, it gets pretty convoluted. Yeah. You really have to sit and think to yourself, all right, so how did the Hulk get on this war planet? Oh, that's right, because he he laughed after Avengers. And you, you have to keep track of this sort of thing. And they're pulling guys out of... If you weren't a fan of Ant-Man, then he, when he shows up in Civil War, it's just like, who's this? Who's this mm-hmm. guy? Who is this person he's referring to? You know, it's it becomes very convoluted to try to follow it. And if you think about things, if they ever want to do, let's say, an adaption of Dark Knight Returns, well, you can't do an adaption of Dark Knight Returns if, you, if you're if you trying to share a universe with a Superman who's right in the middle of the death of Superman. Right. You know, so Superman goes to sleep and takes a nap at the end of Batman <laughs> v Superman. And so every movie that's come out between then and maybe justice league but totally justice league when he comes back i they're still trying to pretend that that better happen in the first act cuz if that's supposed to be their big third act twist they're blowing it but and you know i think
1: ju- it's going to be their third act thing like yeah. he's not going to come back until until the you know close to the final battle right
0: but it's not going to be as impactful as they think it is mm. but it's you know the idea that superman couldn't have shown up in any of these other films until this point and then if they wanted to use the Flash, the Flash wasn't working with everyone. It's just... It's so messy when you try to do this shared universe. And even Marvel is starting to sort of buckle under the weight of the shared universe right now. You think so? I think so. I mean, it's it's definitely... In, in Civil War, I thought it was a little much. And... Even in, what else have I seen since Civil War? Spider-Man Homecoming? Sp- I right didn't, the well, Galaxy you know what? So I haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, but there no, there's a point there. There's a good point there. Is that Spider-Man Homecoming was Iron Man 4 in the background. You know, there was a lot of Iron Man in that. Mm. And he's a major character in that movie. And I just wanted a Spider-Man movie. So it's something to be said for if I just want a Flash movie, I would love to have a Flash movie where I don't have to wonder if Superman or Batman are going to show up in it all the time or where it relates to Superman and what Batman's doing. Maybe just make a good Flash story.
1: And so there's the there's a good point. Um, what would you... Uh... So here's, here's my thought after seeing, especially after seeing Thor Ragnarok, they're getting closer and closer to having the movies be comic books. Um, where anyone can show up at any point in time and, you know, they can work together. They can have team ups, but they can also have their own solo stories too. I think that was one of the bigger complaints after the Avengers and then Iron Man 3 came out and it's like, well, the president's kidnapped. Where's Captain America? What's S.H.I.E.L.D. doing? Like, you know, where the, the, where are all of these people that, you know, you just worked with? Can you pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm under attack by this terrorist organization and, you know, e- even Hawkeye, like, <laughs> you know, just call Hawkeye in. Mm-hmm. Um But – You know, there, I think that was a complaint that they really like took to heart. And so that's why we're seeing a little bit more, um, especially as we get closer to Infinity War of all of these characters crossing over into other movies, which is why Captain America kind of feels like Avengers, you know, 2.5. Um, and why Spider-Man Homecoming, and I haven't seen it either, but I'm pretty sure it's going to feel like a, like an Iron Man 3.5 or Iron Man 4. Um, and where Thor Ragnarok feels like part Thor three, part Hulk three, um, so it's it, I mean, I have no problem with it really, um, you know it's it's a it's it's nice, um, but maybe I'll get tired of it at some point. I don't know. But what DC is doing, where do you get to a point where people will just be okay now with solo movies that aren't connected to anything? Well that's that's
0: the problem, Vernon, is you can't you you can't go down the road a little ways and then just say, Oh, we're done because now no matter what you do, no matter what happens, the next movie you come out, everyone is just gonna presume it's a part of the shared universe.
1: Well, and that's the thing too, is that let's say you were to let's say after Justice League we did have a you know, a flash a flash movie um, that wasn't connected to that universe. Um you know however long down the line it is i mean who's to say that ah, i lost myself yeah. come back to me come back to me this is this is a
0: <laughs> i mean this this is complicated and i mean and, and bear in mind that we also this is this is the warner brothers that has the cw universe which is a completely different shared universe with and movies movie that don't universe. fall with yeah <laughs> It's a completely different shared universe, but then you have Black Lightning, who isn't a part of the shared universe, but everyone... And the multiple Earth thing helps them out, because everything can be on a multiple Earth, but then eventually yeah. the Flashes are going to cross over, and I don't know. I'm. Can we move on? Yes. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Marvel and DC... Oh, I can't get away. We're gonna we're gonna be on this story for a very very short period of time because I don't have a whole lot to say about it. But Brian Michael Bendis, who was editor in chief at Marvel for a long 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 time, like eighteen some years, is leaving Marvel and he's going to work for Warner Brothers, uh, for uh, exclusively for DC Comics. I don't care. Some people might see this as a bad thing. Some people might see this as a good thing. I also don't care. So let's let's move on. So the main topic <laughs> of our story or of our podcast. It kind it kind of undid itself. Yeah, because there was a lot of rumors started just a couple of days ago that that DC or Disney, sorry, wow, I got DC on the brain now. <laughs> Disney was in talks to purchase part of Fox Entertainment, and and specifically, I mean, there was because of anti monopoly laws, there were certain areas they couldn't purchase, but what they would be bringing along would be the Fantastic Four and the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um. And so we got a lot of people talking. Are we going to start to see the Fantastic Four and the X-Men show up in the the shared cinematic universe? I know a lot of people were sort of hoping that, if not the X-Men, at least Wolverine could show up in some of these movies. Sure. I know Hugh Jackman was very interested in that, but he since said that he's retired and Logan was his last movie.
1: Well, he I mean, didn't he say that if they crossed over, he would do another one?
0: So, he said if they if they had been doing a crossover, he would have considered doing another one, but now that oh. he's done, he's done. So, that okay. Yeah, right. so it it was really more of a it, you know, if this was something that was in the works, then I probably would do another movie after Logan, but since it didn't happen and I did Logan, now I'm done.
1: All right. Well, you got to stick to your guns.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll see, but I don't I don't think we'll ever see it happen. And it's it's kind of silly because you know, it, it they promote each other because if if Wolverine was a part of the shared I know I I just blasted shared universes, and now here I am going <laughs> on the other side of the fence. Wolverine being in the shared universe gives people a reason to go back and watch the X-Men movies that they've been blowing off. And I say this as somebody who has been blowing off a lot of the X-Men movies because I don't so much care. So you know i it might it might make me go back and and try to catch up on some of the ones i've missed yeah but i i don't i don't think we're going to see that happen and I'm, I'm i'm fine with it there you you would originally mentioned that there might be uh some problems coming in from a disney monopoly and all and all these as far as i'm concerned as long as it's all the marvel properties i don't i don't care as much that they own them all mm,
1: i you know just thinking about the idea at first i was excited and then i immediately went oh Oh, no. Because they own Star Wars. They own Marvel. Um, so it, it's getting increasingly large. And at what point? I mean, they own Pixar. So mm-hmm. at what point are we going to just have Disney own everything in terms of the, the entertainment? Because it wasn't just Fox's movie division. It was their television division, too, right?
0: It was, except for channels that would specifically compete with Disney-owned channels. Yeah, like they yes. couldn't they couldn't get Fox Sports because Fox Sports is a competitor to ESPN. So monopoly yeah. monopoly laws probably wouldn't allow that to happen. And they couldn't get Fox News because they own uh, which one do they they own one of the news channels. I don't remember which one, but
1: yeah, so it just it I, you know, I figure there's going to be a Star Wars movie coming out every single year. There's a Marvel movie coming out every single year. There's at least two Marvel movies coming out every single year. Um. And, you know, two to three now, um, it's up to three now. Uh, no, wait, wait, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. about up to anywhere from two to three movies per year. Um, you know, we've got your, your standard Disney movies, you know, perhaps a Pixar movie every like three to four years. Um, and those usually knock it out of the park. Um, so you know, and like I said, Thor Ragnarok is is approaching the billion dollar club. So, at, you know, at what point are we going to look up and be like, oh, crap, like Disney owns everything. They're getting all the money. They're putting everybody out of business like it just kind of stalls competition.
0: It wouldn't bother me if somebody was out there competing at their level. But the closest competitor they have is Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers are terrible, oh, terrible stewards America of their intellectual doing. property. They just they don't know what they're doing. I don't know what yeah. they're doing. In the show notes, it says, "What is Warner Brothers doing?" Question mark exclamation point. That's that's that was our talking point because I don't know what they're doing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's we'll we'll see, but th- this is a uh, for now. I'm
0: glad that the talks have kind of ceased as of the update. Yeah, for I've, this article, I, I'm I'm kind of with you on this one. Well, I would love to see Wolverine show up. I don't want to. I don't want to see a full blown. Because X the X-Men continuity is so confused anyway. How do yeah. you how do you cross it over? Who do you cross it over with? Wolverine is a different thing, because Wolverine, first of all, he shows up in everything anyway. <laughs> yeah. So in fact there were some people that were actually had had theorized that the conspiracy theorists were that when Wolverine was killed off in the comic books, that was Marvel doing that as a way to stick it to Fox. Because they had typically put Wolverine in everything Sure. But since, since he wasn't going to show up in any of the, the Marvel produced films They figured well whatever we'll just kill this character off And now he's not going to be in everything So he's not going to be our flagship character anymore So now people aren't going to keep wondering where he is And I, I don't know Do I believe hmm. that? A little bit
1: I, think... I mean, it's what they did. It's what they did with Fantastic Four and the mm-hmm. X Men in general. They just kind of wrote them out of everything,
0: right? Because now the major players in Marvel comic books are the major players in the Marvel in cinematic the universe.
1: Yeah, I mean, Reed Richards is, was a villain at one point, and especially in the Ultimate Marvel comics, um, towards the towards the end of the the the, uh, the I guess the. I can't talk today, the ultimate uh comics, you know, he turned into a bad guy. And mm-hmm. so everybody had to fight him. And then every the, the other Fantastic Four characters kind of like fell off the face of the earth. They didn't die or anything. They just kind of like stopped doing things. Um And then you didn't see you saw less and less of the X-Men as uh, as time went on. And just suddenly now there's a resurgence in X-Men comics. But they were downplayed a lot.
0: Mm hmm. And I, I think you see a lot of that because Marvel wants the, the movies that they produce to be the main characters, and they want those to be the face of the company, and, you know, they, they licensed out what used to be the face of the company, and I think they're super happy to have Spider-Man back again.
1: Partially. Partially. They
0: they have rights
1: to Spider-Man. At least Sony is
0: willing to play ball because they realize everyone can make money off of this. Yeah. So, Sony had the right move, because Sony was trying to create their own shared universe, and that was... <laughs> Oof! yeah, I, you know, I kind of want to see the developed
1: script for that Aunt May movie they were talking about. <laughs> I, I would love to see the, the, just the, the ideas that they had. What the hell were they thinking
0: in terms yeah. of that? I, I would love to see that. I'm, I'm a little concerned for Venom, but you know what? I, I, there are worse things happening right now than ruining the character of Venom, but i just don't see how that movie is going to, going to stand. Oh, I know what I wanted to say.
1: Because okay. all of these things are – because all of these things are from comic books and because comic books have a tendency to share characters, especially Marvel, especially DC and things like that, it would make sense to do that from a movie perspective. But I can see how that would be exhausting, especially because movies are not comic books. Movies cost more to make and to get people in seats to see Um as opposed to comic books, it's you know what two, three, four dollars an issue sometimes, mm-hmm. and so I mean while those costs add up, it may not. Be, I could see how it would be exhausting to have movies be just like comic books in the superhero genre.
0: I it, I it works better as a TV show, you know Arrow and Flash and Supergirl and and Legends. They can they can do it and kind of get away with it because they have these ongoing story arcs going on. Yeah, but. When it happens in the movies, sometimes I just I just feel like it might be a little too much, and I, I I guess I'm of two minds of it, and we've gone into both sides. So, are you ready for some Twitter questions? I'm ready. Good, because I'm. Oh, that, that was that was exhausting. <laughs> All these shared universes. I and that that's another. It's so confusing to think what is in which universe, which which with which movie, and you the fact that there are thing. different shared universes within even Marvel comics is just it, with too much.
1: Well, you know what's a good thing about shared universes is that the dark universe
0: is dead. I'm just going to ignore that and move on. (laughs) So, question. So, Brendan from Almost Better Than Silence podcast, good friends of us, he's at ABTSBrendan on Twitter, asks, Since death has lost all meaning in superhero comics, how can writers convey any real sense of danger or consequence? And, and hmm. I, there, you know what? He's got a good point because it is a revolving door. I think we had a, we joked back and forth a little bit how people were, there was a, even a comic panel where they were mentioning how they wonder when Wolverine's going to eventually come back from the dead. Cause that's what people do. Hmm. And Jean Grey has come back from the dead. I dozens of times, I think at this point, it, it, even to the extent where in the, in the Arrowverse when one character died, another person said, well, how do we bring her back? Because people yeah. just come back. It
1: was just simply, It was just
0: that, like, that was the first place that they went to. Mm-hmm. Because people just come back from the dead in the comic book universe. And I don't know how you convey it in the writing. Here's what I came up with. It's a little morbid, but but you want to hear it? You want to hear it, Vern? Shoot. All right. I think that any writer who chooses to bring a character back from the dead needs to cut off one of their fingers. Christ. <laughs> so... Bear with me here. So you know they won't do it unless it is so absolutely artistic, artistically drawn in, in, in what they're doing that they're willing to lose a finger in order to make it happen. But if they're not willing to lose a finger, they're not going to just bring a character back just for a, a cheap twist.
1: Uh, I mean, can it be <laughs> that they lose a finger if they bring the character back
0: and it works? And it's well-received? So you're saying they... They only so, lose the finger if it, if it doesn't work, but if it... If it
1: doesn't work, like, so, yeah.
0: for instance, they just
1: brought Wolverine back, they're starting to bring the Fantastic Four back, um, what, if it if it doesn't work with Wolverine, then you give up a finger.
0: Well, no, because you don't want people to keep trying it. You You basically... It's gotta be something permanent, though. I was thinking about, like, you know, maybe you just gotta, like, take a stun gun, but... I'm sure some of these guys would take a stun gun in order to use Wolverine or Aunt May or the Waynes or Uncle Ben in their comic books. But <laughs> with great power, Greg. Great yeah. Power. So, but, but losing a finger, that's pretty permanent. Like you really, I mean, it's, it's not enough to like, it's, it's not, it's not enough that's going to completely change how you live your life, but it's a big enough thing where you're going to have to stop and think about it. Okay. Fair enough um (laughs) okay so i'm not just to be clear i'm not literally saying that's what should happen (laughs) that is my theory for what you would have to happen before the raiders could convey any real sense of danger or consequence and
1: for me it would be just have death matter if important characters are going to die then they need to stay dead you can refer to them um you can you know say well this is the lesson that you know Logan taught me before he passed, or something like that. Because one of the things that really pissed me the hell off about the about what Marvel was doing with the with you know the con- not convergence that's DC um, <laughs> the uh, the, mer- <laughs> the merging of all of the universes was was that. I I think I've mentioned this before. I absolutely adore the ultimate version of Spider-Man, like the ultimate universe version of Spider-Man. You do love
0: ultimate Spider-Man. I do.
1: Um, And I love that version of Peter Parker. Um, I liked the storylines. I really appreciated it. And when he died, spoiler alert, it's over a decade old, (laughs) Um, when he died – I was so heartbroken. And when they came out with Miles Morales, it didn't feel like a replacement, but he was welcome. Like, he wasn't Peter Parker. Okay, that's fine. Um, He had a new power set with some similar things brought over, and that was it. All right. But they brought Peter Parker back to life. They brought that same Peter Parker back. And in this combined universe, there is an older Peter Parker who there's a couple of different ones. Like there's, there's the, the one that, that died that I really liked that really pissed me off. There was the one that runs his own company. And there's one that is married to Mary Jane and has a daughter. Who's also who they all have spider powers. I don't know. Um, but it really, really pissed me off when Peter Parker came back, especially because his death meant so much. Like he went out guns blazing, um, just, if you, if you, if you want to read, uh, you know, some, some good, uh, some good stuff, you know, check out the death of Peter Parker in the Ultimate series. Um, it all leads to that and he's just like, ah, oh, it's so great. Anyway, um, but, uh, but yeah, have it, have it mean something. Have them go out guns blazing. Have it go out with the best intentions and, Never bring that character back. Create new characters. We're always talking about how we wanna we wanna have new you know new characters and more diversity. Stop passing. Stop making you know a character black or Asian. Just create a new black or Asian character and leave it at that. Put the Captain America mantle to rest.
0: But they're not gonna do that, Vernon. And are here, not. Here's why because. They're going to get away with that for maybe a few years, and someone's going to think, oh, you know what, no, since we made death permanent, you know what no one's going to be expecting is somebody coming back from the dead, right? <laughs> somebody got a hold of the reality gem or the time yeah. gem, and... <laughs> right, it, it's <laughs> no. ridiculous, or it, so many different ways, characters characters who should not be able to come back from the dead have come back from the Punisher, has come back from the dead. Right, Punisher's just some dude, but yet somehow like the devil or a demon or somebody granted him his life back to get revenge on somebody and at the end of the day he just gets to walk away like nothing happened. Oh, okay. So I I mean, I really think something you you have to something has to happen to a writer who brings a character back. So it's something that's not so bad that they they won't ever do it if it doesn't, you know, really truly bring something to the comics. Mm-hmm. But bad enough that writers aren't just going to do it just for for the cheap the cheap twist. And I I don't Gosh. know what you do, or maybe I don't know. Maybe you fire them if you bring back a character, you're fired. And if the story was that good, some other company will hire you. I don't know. That's sure. extreme. Don't do that. But it, I there, wish Roby died
1: in the movies. He's so useless.
0: Yeah, he's just he's just good for one liners. So anyway, uh, anyway, we're just <laughs> uh, we're. So, Brandon, that that's what I think was the finger cutting thing. So I don't know. <laughs> and it, that's it, our you, one dark moment for the yeah, podcast. Yo, you know, our one dark moment in this podcast, really. <laughs> <laughs> but you you got to do something to to make it to make it stick because it, since it since it's a revolving door, it doesn't stick. So no one cares when a character dies. They just wonder, like, all right, so five, ten years, how long do I gotta wait for this character comes back?
1: Yeah, and I mean, like you said, it's a revolving door, so it yeah. it gets uh, you can you can do alternate universes and and time travel and things like that, but it just lessens everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And even even I mean, DC's had some characters that have stayed dead for fifteen twenty years before they brought them back, but they brought them back. Yeah. So you just no nobody is is gonna stay dead. I'm sure at some point in time the Waynes will come back. I don't know, but <laughs> it's it just awesome. yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's been what 75 years. They're due. So <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's a, the thing. They keep a lot of people should have lost a lot of fingers because they keep bringing the Waynes back just to kill them.
0: That's true. They they come back usually just for the sake of you know, messing with Batman that one time and then something happens and then they're gone again. <laughs> but I, all right, moving on. Sorry, Brandon, I don't have a good answer. It's the finger cutting thing for me. Uh, Tony from the no time for time travel podcast. And he asks, what do you think about Disney buying Fox's movies division? I, we've talked about that, but, and so let's, let's take his next part of the question as a hypothetical because it's not actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Do you reboot X-Men or merge them in as is? Reboot. Hmm. You gotta reboot, reboot. You got to reboot them. Reboot. You do like they did with Spider-Man. You reboot to
1: bring them back in. I, I would I would agree with that. Um, I disagreed with the Spider-Man thing because we just had an amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, and they were, you know, just getting rid of Andrew Garfield. Right. And so I they were like right games. in
0: the middle of a, of a reboot when they rebooted. They re-rebooted. But, yeah. So I can get that. But I think for the X-Men, unless, unless Hugh Jackman is going to come in to play Wolverine, if you have to recast Wolverine... Just reboot the X Men.
1: Yeah, just reboot the whole thing because I mean Patrick Stewart's been doing this since the beginning. Hugh Jackman's been doing this since the beginning of the X Men mm-hmm. film franchise. Just James McAvoy, I love him, but get him out of there. Just yeah, yeah, wipe the slate clean.
0: Yeah, just Let's start with a new timeline, and, and new timeline, and you don't have to bring any of that convoluted history with you. That's how, that's how you would do it. So that's that's a nice short answer, and we agree to each other. So next question uh, comes from. All right. So, Twitter name a person at Arkin one one two three. So, actually, I know this person. He's he's a good friend of mine from from the Navy. Mm. So I know I know who this. So he says a person. I'm not going to say his name because he didn't put it in his Twitter, and I didn't give me any explicit permission to say it. But yeah, I do I do know I do know them personally, and he's, it's a good friend of mine. Oh, well, and, thanks for commenting, a person. Yeah. So he asks, did you get caught up on the Netflix Marvel shows? And if you did, what did you think about them? So I am not. I still haven't even watched Luke Cage. And we we even took some flack because in the last <laughs> time the last time we had a podcast and I said, I'm done watching these CW shows and that should give me more time to watch. And I think I mentioned Black Lightning and I still agree with that. I'm going to watch Black Lightning when it comes out. But the, I even got some flack. You're not even going to watch Luke Cage, which you've been putting off for a, almost a year now? right (laughs) over a year so here's the thing and i I keep telling you is like if i don't watch luke cage it could still be awesome but if i watch it and it's bad it's going to break my heart because i love that character too much
1: you could say the same about black lightning
0: oh shoot you're right so Oh, (laughs) oh no put a bullet right through that theory oh no See, this is this is why this is why I don't ever want them to make a Batman series on the CW. Is because I couldn't watch that either. Because it would be the same thing. Nope, can't watch it. What if it's bad? Then it's Batman. It's bad. And then we have Gotham again. You know it's going to be bad if they yeah. do that. Oh, Gotham, stupid Gotham. The, hey, you know what? It'd be really cool. Let's have a Batman story, but let's just get rid of Batman for it. Like, I think you, I think you've missed the point about what draws people into a Batman story. So anyway, no, uh, a person. I know the guy's name. It's really weird, you know, <laughs> but I didn't talk to him ahead of time to see if it was okay to say his name on the show. So I'm just going to keep saying a person. Uh, but um, in fact, his his Twitter profile pic it's a um, it is a 3D printout of his Xbox avatar uh, that was made by Figure Prints back when they did it. I I gave that to oh, him. That was a that was a gift from me to him, and that's, that's his avatar. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, is it really? They 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 stopped doing it though. You can still do it with like your World of Warcraft avatar and some Minecraft stuff. But it used to be you could take your uh, Xbox Live avatar and get a 3D print of it, like a little statue thing. Yeah. And so I um, yeah. So I I, I had that. one printed out of his Xbox avatar and I sent it to him.
1: That's awesome. Yep. So and that, that's and that's that's that.
0: his that's his avatar on on Twitter right now. It's just a picture of that 3D printout that I got for him. Yeah. But well, you're a good friend. I am a good friend to a person because <laughs> he didn't give me permission. I'm not going to say his name. So, anyway, that's that's so where you, I stand. So, no, I haven't I haven't caught up. But if you want to you want to talk specifics, just hit me up on Facebook.
1: Um, I I'm up to episode four of the Defenders. I'm all caught up, and I can't bring myself to finish it. Yeah, you did not like the Defenders. I didn't like Iron Fist. I was hot (laughs) off of Iron Fist, and The Defenders revolves around Iron Fist. To to be fair, most people don't like Iron Fist. It's just, I am the immortal Iron Fist. He reminds (laughs) people of it, and he's so annoying. Uh, Nobody likes Danny Rand. I like his interactions with Luke
0: Cage, but I think it's because I like Luke Cage. Yeah, but it's because everyone loves Luke Cage, because Luke Cage is an awesome character. I wouldn't know who Iron Fist was if I didn't read Luke Cage comics. It's okay. He should be Asian. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was. <laughs> I always see them in the mask. I don't know. I thought he was. I really did. It was confusing to me for a while there until I learned the truth. And then I, did, I, I said, okay, well, then they're staying true to the character, and I'm not mad about anything. But it's still kind of weird that he's that he's not because I don't know. All right, we're not we're not getting into this now. We've uh, so moving on. So uh, Anthony Rossi of the video game Crosstalk podcast, he asks. Have you finished watching Stranger Things 2 yet? The answer is no. I haven't even started. If you if you listen to the hero talk, really? I did not like Stranger Things 1. So I'm not oh, I'm not even looking man. forward to I'm not looking forward to Stranger Things. I know I have to do it because Jen really wants to do a hero talk on it, but I I don't I don't want to. <laughs> well, just have her be the host then for that episode. She does not want to host hero talk. I tell you that right now. We haven't asked her. I'm I'm sure that she does not want to host hero talk. I could ask her right now. I could, you know, riveting radio. Actually, I'm not, I'm not going to ask her right now because then if she doesn't respond, then we just wasted all this time and I know I'm not cutting it. So anyway, <laughs> moving on with, with Anthony's question here. Uh, so if so, where does Dustin's hair rank in the overall ranking of TV's greatest hairstyles? So have you seen Stranger Things 2? I haven't seen the second season yet. Yeah. So I don't know where it was. Ra- I mean, I'm going to Google Stranger Things 2 Dustin hair right now. I'm going to do it loud enough so you can hear me type. Stranger... things to dust and hair i'm 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 gonna just comment on the first picture that comes up on google and he's got really curly i mean it was it different than it was in the it's just longer is it just longer oh oh wait hey wait hang on there's like there must be a dance or something there's a picture of his hair it's about three or four rows down but it's like kind of mulledy style like slicked back a little bit but then really poofy up top and he's wearing a, a green tweed suit here uh I got to tell you, that's that's some pretty sweet hair. I don't know where it ranks. Are you googling it? Is that what I'm hearing right now? No, I'm <laughs> asking Jen if she wants to hear a talk. Are you really? Yeah. It's not in. The, it's not in in the group chat. Are you personally? Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to her directly. And you couldn't even. You couldn't even CC me on that. You're just gonna. Nope. All right. So for the record, even if she says yes, I'm not going to. Oh her. well, that's the. I'm that's not, a, no, that's a different no. You know story. what? It's. It's my show, and people want to hear me hate things. Oh, that would be that would be surreal. Like... That would be weird. I mean, yeah, that would be weird. And she does not want to host a hero talk. Nobody wants to host hero talk. I barely want to host hero talk because I have to watch bad movies. Bad movies. I had to watch the the Mario Brothers movie. I watched it twice. No one did that to you, but you. No, that's. It is my cross to bear, so... <laughs> All right, moving on. I don't I don't know where we stood in Anthony's question. I don't know how to rank it in terms of greatest... I, I've never ranked TV's greatest hairstyles, personally. But, I mean, yeah. it's, it's... Number one is always going to be MacGyver. So, I don't... You can't go beyond the MacGyver
1: moment. He, he had some nice hair, although I do have to go with that... Uh, oh, I can't remember... I can't remember his name. The guy from... The villain from The Last Dragon... Um oh. last dragon. He Those. had some pretty awesome hair.
0: I'm gonna I'm just googling last dragon villain right now. And say, oh yeah, that is Show enough That is some hair. But it's not TV hair. Was it TV? I, I forgot the question already. He has specifically TV's <laughs> greatest hairstyles. So we'll say number two, just because we're not this is not, doesn't actually mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, All right, kid, so, the kid who plays Dustin is not going to come find us. Yeah, he's he he's not going to care. He's not he's not going to get upset. Uh, moving on. All right. So uh, this one, Tony asked for Tony from the No Time for Time Travel podcast. Asked again on behalf of one of his co-hosts, Quack. Why do you hate Pokemon? Now, backstory here. What? They ask a lot of questions on their podcast, and I usually answer their questions. And it, it, and this is the same for any podcast where I usually give them feedback or ask questions for their podcast. Yeah. And when every time it's any related to Pokemon, I just usually answer with no, or <laughs> no, usually no. Like, who's your favorite Pokemon? No. If you could have a Pokemon in real life. Who would it be and why? No, because so, because I don't. I'm not really into Pokemon. Uh, it's just I was relatively old when Pokemon started up, and I just kind of felt like it was a, a little young for me and. And I know a lot of people who are my age and older play Pokemon, and that's fine if that's your thing. I'm just not that into Pokemon. I won't tell you.
1: So you would say that your name is no, your sign is no, and your number is also no?
0: Sure. I'm, I'm assuming those are Pokemon things that you're just quoting right now? Actually, um, that would be a great Pokemon name for you, um,
1: because <laughs> as you. Because as you know, Pokemon tend to speak their own name, Um, but that was actually
0: a song reference
1: for the people listening who are up on pop culture. I'm not even going to explain it to you, Greg. All
0: right, fine. (laughs) You know what? Don't even care, because we're talking about Pokemon right now, and I just want to (laughs) move off Pokemon. That Pokemon Go game was popular for a little bit. Is that still popular? People still playing that? Um, I think
1: people are still playing it. I see groups of people walking around up here, you know, having battles and stuff like that, catching stuff.
0: So there was, so where I work right outside my office window was a pokey stop or a gym or something that would cause people to stop and go there for playing this game. (laughs) I don't, I don't remember which somebody told me once. I don't remember what, but so I used to judge the popularity of the game by how many randos kept showing up outside my office window. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure there was a, I know we had another pokey something a pokey stop or a Poké gym mm-hmm. or I am so, i don't actually know the name. I'm not trying to sound too cool for school here. I think it was a pokey <laughs> stop because that's what they're called. Yeah. But I don't know. It's if okay. it, I don't know if it was a gym or if it was just a pokey stop, but there was one that was actually like in, in where we work on campus somewhere where you had, you couldn't go on without trespassing. And they they were trying for a while to get it removed from the pokey stops because people would be driving on, like late at night in their cars to try to get this Pokestop which is in the middle yeah. of the woods and so our security kept picking people up who were like skulking around in the woods behind the offices wow because they wanted to get this Pokestop which is a pavilion in the middle of the woods <laughs> but they don't That's take hilarious. it down because apparently all the people that work here they, they Pokemon, play Pokemon and so they're, <laughs> everyone's always checking in and fighting at the gym and stuff so they just kept it there I don't know it's weird
1: well, apparently, Niantic, the same company who makes who runs Pokemon Go, is doing a, a Harry Potter Go. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, we, no. they post. Uh, Brian posted it in the group chat. Thanks, Brian. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was a uh, that's a thing. Probably dropping next year. Uh,
0: no, <laughs> I mean, is it going to be all the same stuff? The same like I don't the, know. The Same locations because um, they they grabbed all of those locations from Ingress. Now, granted, there was, I, yeah. they didn't use all of the locations from Ingress, but they they used locations that were already in use for Ingress when they when they made Pokemon Go. So, are you gonna use the same locations, or are they gonna use some of the ones they didn't use for Ingress? I don't I don't know. I mean, if it ain't broke, them fix it. I guess. I suppose. All right, let's move on. Let's this, this is a, a lot of Pokemon talk. Okay. So so Lee from the Monster Closet podcast. So he asks, this this one's a stumper. Who wins in a fight between Robocop and Dread?
1: Dude, mm. I, I don't
0: I, I don't even know this is this is the kind of question that makes me throw my arms up and say i i don't make me choose I
1: interesting mean,
0: who i feel like because i'm judge Greg, i have to say dread but i would
1: honestly say dread
0: but, but Robocop i mean he's does does dread have something in the law bringer sorry the law giver i just got really confused right now which one's the gun the <laughs> law giver yeah because the law bringer who is, is the, the motor yeah okay i i sorry i got really confused for, but does he have something in the Lawbringer that could take down RoboCop?
1: Uh, dread gun. <laughs>
0: um, I go with yeah, too. Know. I'm there's looking right now to see if
1: there's something in there. There's probably something. Uh, there's got to be something. But I would think now, is it just like in an open area, or is it in sort of like you know a, a, a you know place where he can actually like hide and. You know, strategize well. Robocop has a uh, has infrared vision, so right. it's not even like Dread would be able to strategically like drop down.
0: I mean, I suppose he has armor-piercing rounds and high-explosive rounds, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that it is theoretically possible and and feasible. I should say it is feasible that the the lawgiver could could hurt Robocop. Yeah. So now it's just a matter of is is Dread and his training. Comparable to RoboCop and his programming and and advanced design. And Interesting. I mean, in my head, they're pretty evenly matched, but, I mean, there's got to be an edge to RoboCop, right? Because he's he can think faster than Dread can think. I mean, the Dread in the comic books has got to be close to 80 years old, right? Because he's aging in real time. Mm. So even if you would take him at his prime, he's still just a dude, and RoboCop can react faster than just a dude. But then... If you're using the RoboCop from the movies, well, then he's super, super slow, and Dread could totally just take him out with a couple of armor-piecing rounds and high-explosive. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I'm going to say Dread. I'm I... going to say Dread. I think, I think. Yeah. That, you know what? If Hand-to-hand combat, yeah. You know, props to RoboCop with his 9-inch spiked USB drive in his fist, but... <laughs> thinking back to the people who were giving RoboCop a run for his money in the movie and using the movie as my basis, the movie Dread and the movie RoboCop, Mm -hmm. it got to go to Dread. Yeah, I'd say Dread. Yeah. So we're going to say Dread. Lee, there you go. We chose Dread. All right. So our own Kinetic, he asks, what comic story arc would you most like to see translated to a movie? And why isn't it Captain Adam Armageddon? So (laughs) backstory to this. Uh, So Nick was asking me, what stories I recommended in in terms of reading comic books? This happens a lot. I, I get this on Twitter an awful lot, and my friends used to they say, well, you know what hey, what what story should I read? And I had just read this is the back the background of the story. So Captain Adam is like a third tier DC superhero. yeah. and he, during the course of the the Batman Superman initial arc, I think uh, most wanted is what it was called. and it was there was actually a comic that was I think Superman slash Batman is what it was called. Mm. and in in the in the first arc of that, he, like, his suit got torn or something, and so he knew he was going to blow up, or for whatever reason, I think he actually, he's he trying to destroy a kryptonite asteroid. It's been a long time. But, so the bottom line is, yeah, I think he was actually, he was riding a big, giant robot to destroy a kryptonite asteroid to try to save the Earth. Mm. It was, com- comics are weird. And when he blew up, he he just disappeared, and he wasn't in the comics for quite a few months, maybe a few years. And so they decided to bring the character back. But to bridge the gap, they released a story of what happened to him. And what happened is that he ends up waking up in the Wildstorm universe, which is another comic company that DC owns, but has kept, mm-hmm. kept sort of isolated, more or less. They cross over here and there. But, but the, for the for the most part, the characters, them crossing over even in the comic book realm is a rarity. yeah. So it's it's not like those characters are always interacting with each other. But Captain Adam basically wakes up in their universe, having the explosion shot him into the to the next dimension, and he's just trying to find find a way back home. And for kind of a ridiculous comic in which it's a universe that I'm not super familiar with and is not that popular, and it's a third tier character as sort of your point of view character, it was amazingly written. Hmm. It is one of my top three of all time might be my favorite comic book arc story of all time. It was just amazing to, to read and there was a lot there was a lot of dynamics that we really can't get into just right now to answer this question, but okay. it's a it's a recommendation that that I always give to people and I say you're not gonna know who the character is. you're not gonna know who all the other people in the universe are, but you you have to read it because it's so well done okay. And as much as I'd love to see that, that adapted to a movie, because I think it works, and I think it could work even though you don't understand who any of the characters are, because, because I now have the opportunity to pick any comic story arc that I've ever wanted and have it translated to a movie, I'm going to pick JLA Avengers. <laughs> We've established it's a possibility. Yeah, you know what? Jason Lomoa even made some random comment like he'd like to see a Justice League Avengers crossover. Hmm. Listen, that'll never happen. If they can't even get the X-Men to cross over with the Avengers, they're not going to get the Justice League. But but that's what I'd pick. But Captain Adam Armageddon is a great story. If, if you read comic books, just go find it. It's probably on Amazon. You're not going to find it in, in most of your comic stores because it was really, uh, it's an obscure title to keep around. Hmm. Uh, I got it simply because it involved DC comics and I was just collecting most everything DC comics put out at the time and I grabbed it. And since it was a tie in for the Batman Superman comic and I picked it up, but really great read. I recommend it left ways and right ways. Good, good times. What story arc, Vernon would you most like to see translated to a movie?
1: Um, I'm going to go back to the ultimate universe, uh, the ultimate Marvel universe and say anything from the ultimate lineup. Um, the ultimate being the ultimate universe version of the Avengers. Um, Captain America, uh, I believe it's Hank Pym as a giant man, incredible Hulk Thor, Iron Man and uh, the Wasp. And so essentially the first arc is bringing the Avengers together, but to fight Hulk. Um, so, like it's not some weird alien force like the Chitari exist in the comics but you know it's just like a faceless enemy kind of but to have to subvert that and have it be one of the quote unquote heroes um that like wreaks havoc and is destroying a city and they bring the avengers in to try to handle it um yeah I, i'd like yeah. to see that or there's a there's a part where, like, the U.S. is using the Ultimates, or, I'm sorry, the Avengers, to basically disarm third-world countries, and those third-world countries then come together to take care to take the U.S. over, and they basically create their own superhero team, and, you know, all of the heroes have to figure out how to get out of it. And this is where Hawkeye is brilliant, and where I always figured he was a badass, was because he... Got captured and used his own fingernails to, he ripped out his own fingernails to like choke the guard to death. And he's like, You shouldn't have, you shouldn't have left my
0: fingernails in, you idiot. And then, like, How how did he choke the guard with fingernails?
1: He ripped his fingernails out. His, he was subdued. They were torturing him. And he, he used, he used his fingers to tear out each of his fingernails and flick them and ricochet them off of walls to, to to get to catch them in the mouth and then like and then okay. just basically choke them out and I was like wow that's ridiculous that is that's... ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but for me it's in a good way I'm sensing for you not so much
0: no um, so, did but, you ever uh, see the uh, the animated Ultimate Avengers uh the 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 movies yeah the the animated directed the animated DVD movies? movies yes did you like them
1: um. I thought they were all right. Um, They're based on, you know, the, the, the ultimate comics. Um, But they threw the Chitauri in, in the beginning. Yeah, they did. Freaking weird. Um, And then they had the Hulk thing. Um,
0: So that was a bit odd, but I'd like to see that live action. Mm, That's fair. All right. So we got, we have two more questions and then, then we can wrap this up. So Axelon, our own Axelon from Enthusiasts. Uh, doing a lot on our YouTube channel right now. He asked, thoughts on the rumored Lord of the Rings television series? For the and, love and, of Christ. Exelon! if they couldn't get me to care about the movies, they're not going to get me to care about the television series.
1: Did you ever just, read the books? No. Well, me, you know, I neither. Made it, here's the thing. I made it to... In the Lord of the Rings, in the Fellowship of the Ring, I made it to uh, page, like, 150, and just... God, it's so dry. And I tried The Hobbit, and that's so dry. It's... God, I just prefer the movies.
0: Right. I think I prefer the video games. I have much more interest in the the Shadow of War and the, the uh, Shadows of Mordor video games, though I haven't played them. I have more interest in them than I have in the TV series or in the movies, quite frankly. I saw the movies. Uh, I did not see the extended cuts because I don't have a day of my life to lose to watching that oh god uh yeah that's that's a you if you want to watch those straight that's a good 12
1: hours that mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna need to take off work
0: yeah i just i don't know i'm not i like the fantasy setting i'm just not that into that story i think is what's coming It's the same reason why i i'm not that big into star wars but i like the force unleashed like i might be just a <laughs> bigger fan of the universe than i am about the story you're telling me i kind of want to sure. see other stories from the same universe but yeah, I, I don't know. Sense. I'm probably, I'm not going to watch it. I don't know if it's even going to be any good. I mean, if you're following the story from the book, then yeah, maybe you can go into greater detail than the movies could because you have the series, you know, and you can kind of sure. do a do a Game of Thrones type thing, but you, you still eventually hit the end point And once they throw the ring in, in the lava, then what do you do with the rest of your TV series? What do you do when it's picked up for another season? And Frodo's got to find another ring or what? What do you. I don't know. Well,
1: I mean, that's the thing is that you plan it out in advance of what you're going to do um, and have it be as detailed as you want it to be. And then when it hits the end point, it's over. Um, I mean, that's what they did, well, kind of, with Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, after the third season, they, they win the day, the, the war's over, that's it. But for whatever reason, they got a continuation, which is actually surprisingly good, but yeah, that they they planned it out to be, like, once we do this, once we finish the war, that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe. I I think for people who are really big fans and kind of want to see more from the books, because what I heard a lot from people was like, oh, the books are so much better, the books explain that better, the books go more into that. Well, no, they can go more into that. They don't, <laughs> they're not sort of beholden to a three- to four-hour time span, which is already a ridiculous amount of time for a movie. But there's so much stuff they're trying to cram in there. But then then they make The Hobbit a trilogy, and from people that I know who read the books and saw The Hobbit say what they basically did there is they took one movie's worth of content and they turned it into three movies. So Yeah, I mean,
1: I have the book. It's 300 pages. There's no way they
0: got three...
1: D- three-hour movies from the from 300 pages.
0: Yeah, I think it's just because trilogies are a thing that people like to do now. Anyway, thanks, last question. Thanks, Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> last question. Last question. This comes from Nick, who is the host of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, where I co-host. And he asks, and Vernon, this question is specifically for you, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Was Thor Ragnarok a step too far in the spectrum of comedy films in the MCU? I mean, we I've, I... <sighs> I hear more than anything else that it was, it's a comedy but with some comic booky parts into it. So I, I think no one's denying that there was a lot, and they, they took steps into the comedy film area. But I guess the question for you here would be, was it too much?
1: <sighs> Define too much, because every time Tony Stark's on screen, there's a quip or a joke. He's always like on, firing at all cylinders, and no one has a problem with that. But when they inject some levity and comedy, which is – which I really do appreciate um, because they're people um, above all else, you know, then everyone's kind of up in arms, which – no one's really up in arms about it it's just that you know this is one question so i i don't know if it's a step too far i mean in the in the in a into a direction where like it wouldn't fit in the mcu because everyone loves guardians of the galaxy everyone loves when iron man's on screen and those are full of comedy i mean too far i mean it's well within the realm of what they what they do in the mcu and what the boundaries are for the mcu yeah i mean do you expect them all to be dreary and dark and gray and rainy i don't know
0: well i mean i expect the warner brothers movies to be that way yeah
1: (laughs) so i i don't know you know it's uh we I, i feel like it's not any different than any of the other kind of lighter movies like uh for instance, Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm pretty sure has a lot of comedy in it, but there are some serious moments as well where, like, you know, the action is at its peak and, you know, lives are in danger. Uh, I, I don't feel like it's out of the wheelhouse of what the MCU is because it started with Iron Man just just firing off quip after quip after quip.
0: All right. so Which worked. Yeah. So you think that it's fine? I mean, as long as was the action good in it? I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it could have been better. Um, okay, so that's a no. Yeah. But um, if it works, it works. And it seems like it worked for you. So I guess our official answer on that would be no. And, and that's it. That's it for questions. Wow, lot of questions. Thanks, you guys. Really appreciate it because you managed to lighten up what started as a really, really dark podcast. So, Vernon, any, anything else you want to say before we close out? Hey, big guy. Sun's getting real low. You know, that was the stupidest part of Avengers 2, I have to say. That was so dumb, and I was not a fan. So, anyway, if, if you want to... We're closing out. We're closing out, Vernon. You had your chance, and you said something silly, so we're closing out. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for listening. If you want to check out more of our podcasts, you can check out Enthusiacs.com. We also have articles, interviews... Videos, lots of good stuff there. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for enthusiasts. And until next time, this is Judge Greg saying Shazam.